0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chakin, And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy
1: group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and
0: accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey, Jen. Hey, We're not together today. No, we are not. I we're, am. We're, we're, zoom, we're zooming. We're zooming, baby. I am recording from a bathroom. Recording from a bathroom. And you actually have work-life balance today. What's that like? So,
1: it's very rare and I don't know if you would call it work-life balance because I'm still working. Yeah,
0: we don't actually... Yeah, that's... It's so funny that like we try so hard to have balance and it's so difficult. We do not know how to take a break. Are you taking a break this weekend? You are. I... Well, you know what's funny is because this goes into our topic for today is what... Do you do when you're in a very different spot than friends, family relationships, right? So like we got a really great dear M and Jen that this is based on that we like came up with this topic about that we'll do at the end, but basically, what do you do when you're the only mom of the group, or the only non-mom of the group, or the only single person, or the only married person, or anything like that, right? And so this weekend, I have one of my dearest friends' weddings. And I usually wouldn't bring my daughter, but my daughter is a flower girl. So I am going to be the only one out of all of my college friends to have a kid, that has a wow. kid, and to be there with a child.
1: So I also think it's, we're at a very interesting time period in mm-hmm. our lives in which people are in so many different places, yeah. right? Your 30s are weird. <laughs> They're real weird. Because the thing is, for the most part, actually maybe your 20s are a little different. Like I feel like your 20s are like trying to figure out which direction to go in. And your 30s are kind of like, I have sort of found a direction. Maybe. Have I? And then maybe, I mean, we're not there yet, but I your forties are like, do I like this direction? Yes,
0: right. Am I freaking out because I wish I would in a different direction, right? Like right. so it's a very unique decade to be in. And so this weekend, I had this wedding bringing my daughter, going with my husband, and none of my friends have kids. Um, A lot of my friends that will be there are not even in relationships or single people. And it's funny because, right? So, like, um, if you have kids, you know, you got to, like, figure out shit for them to do the whole day. Like, my daughter can't just, like, usually when I would go on a wedding weekend, I'd be really hungover on Saturday before the wedding after Friday night that I would just lay around all day until I had to force myself into the shower. But I'm sitting here like, oh, shit, you we're to be in you Michigan. You can't do that with a kid? <laughs> That chick chick. is my 6 a.m. alarm clock and she's gonna be like what's up mama what are we doing so it's funny because I was like texting my like best friend um Liz who doesn't have a child and is usually like usually at a wedding weekend we'd spend the whole time together and I like sent her a text and I was like yo what's your plan for Saturday morning I got to find something to do with Millie because we don't have to. She's a flower girl, but we don't have to be there till 345. So like, I need an activity for her. And the pool we're staying at, uh, the um, the house, we're, the at uh, the hotel we're staying at does not have a pool. So I need something to do because, like, we can't just watch a TV or hang out in the hotel room all day. And I was like, what are you doing? Let's do something together. I have to get out. She's like, oh, I don't know. I probably just, like, hang around. And I was like, fuck. And then in my head, I was like, oh, like this is going to be way harder than I thought it was going to be. Like I was so excited to go into it and then this moment started having a this week started having a ton of anxiety about like what's this going to look like and how separate am I going to feel from my friends?
1: Well, it's very interesting that you say that because so it sounds like all all of your friends from college don't have kids, whereas like
0: I don't know most of them are just single in general, they don't even have partners, right? yeah.
1: All of my friends from have from kids. College, have kids for the most part
0: yeah so you're totally on the opposite but it's interesting that we both sort of feel like the other in our groups
1: yes yes
0: and that can be an isolating feeling
1: absolutely so tell me how how do you like perceive that going like what do you think that's going to be like
0: well so we made some plans we like found like a like um we're doing this like little hike and tubing thing um on saturday morning like to hike Um, well, like it's it's like, it like literally was like four families, basically like outdoor adventures for families is like, yeah, what was found. Wait, where did you find that? Well, the amazing bride made like a list to help. So wonderful. Yes. So uh, we made plans, but then I was like, oh, this kind of really sucks because like, I'm not actually going to be these people that I don't really ever get to see ever. I'm not really going to get to spend time with them. Because also, I got to make sure she keeps, you know, my daughter's a nudist. So I got to make sure she keeps her flower girl dress on. I got to make sure she's coming to the reception. Like, I got to make sure she's contained enough. She's still a toddler. And I had, like, a huge wave of grief this week about, like, wow, like I'm actually not going to be able to spend time with any of these people I never get to see.
1: I think I was just going to say that, like, and I know we talk about grief all the time in different contexts, but I'm I'm just thinking about like the grief that comes with like, oh, I had this perception in my head about like what it used to be like to get together yeah. with my friends. Yeah. And, you know, oh, it's going to be like that. I have a kid, like no problem. It'll be the same. And it
0: ends up not being the it's same. It's not. Right. And I think that that's and probably something that you experience a lot, which is like you go to hang out with your friends. They have their kids there and your thing's be the same thing. And they're just chasing these kids around the whole time. Right. Yeah. And so it brings yes. up we've done an episode about fighting with friends. But this brings up an interesting dynamic about like what if there's not conflict and you still feel distant from them? What if it's not this big blowout or this big argument or any of this drama, but it's just that you're at a different place in your life. And like there is a lot of grief that comes with that. And there's no blame. There's no one to right? direct, right? And that's the thing that grief is like it also contains anger, but there's no way to direct that anger because it's nobody's fault. It just I also, sucks.
1: I also think, you know, in the past, when like everyone's in the same place, like when you feel that like little bit of distance, right? We almost interpret it as like, oh, this means we're growing apart, you know? Like there's some anxiety around like the separation that you feel. Whereas this is just going to be a natural process. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why it's important for us to talk about this is because if we don't understand this as a natural process, it's easy to get very anxious in our relationships if we're feeling that distance, right? Like if you're going on this hike with families and you see like all of your friends are like just like hung over and hanging out like how easy is that to like feel anxious about like that separation well,
0: you know what's funny is that like so when my girlfriend said this to me initially when she was like oh I don't know I'll probably just hang out I initially felt anger like my initial response was like I'm mad at her because I was like oh no we're supposed to hang out like this is you and I, I going to see each other and I was like oh my god of course she doesn't want to come <laughs> like no shit she wants to just hang out right like she doesn't get to see these people either why would she then want to separate herself with them but it's also part of like this is some of the isolation that could come in motherhood and also in non-motherhood right Right. when you're child free is that like if you're different than your group in that stage it can really hurt and be really sad and it's so complex it's not black and white right like it can be totally justified that she wants to like hang around and be hung over in bed and like see our other friends and like, you know, like do whatever. And I'm like, no, but I got to occupy my toddler. There's nothing else right? I can do or else she, kids go crazy if you don't like run them out.
1: Absolutely. And so, but it's like you have the self-awareness to say like, oh, I'm feeling anger right now. Like, where's this coming from for me? Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas like, of course, my response would be anxiety just because this just very much aligns yep, with that's how us. we function. That's us. Um, and, But I would be able to say to myself, like, oh, this just makes sense. We're at different parts. It doesn't mean that we're growing apart. Like, we're just at different places in our lives. And so your ability to kind of reprocess that. But in general, I think separation in relationships can just be triggering for us. Yeah,
0: it can. Right. So what do you, you think know, triggers? It,
1: so, like, I think it tri- it can trigger, you know, if we have a ba- any interject that we have, and we've talked about interjects before, that we all have these, like, wounds mm-hmm. that we have from childhood. So, like, where one person might feel abandoned, another might feel rejected, mm-hmm. they're they're Left out. For so. me,
0: it's, like, left out. Like, I'm not, or not wanted, like, rejected. Yeah. So, I'd yeah. say that Like, is rejected, not good yeah. enough, right? And yep. so...
1: I think listening to what the trigger is or what the introject is, not to use like a therapeutic
0: term. <laughs> but I love your psychobabble.
1: Thank you. Um, is really important because it gives us information about
0: what wounds we still have to heal. <sighs> but like, okay, can I ask you something seriously? Please. Do they ever fully get healed? Like, let's have a real conversation about that, right? Like, I think that's been a good in- question. What? such a good question. I just feel like I've been working on some of this stuff for so long. And like here's the deal, I don't react to it, right? So like I do that I I meet it with curiosity and I was like, "Whoa, I felt upset, I felt hurt." And then I was like, "Oh wait, no, this is like not about anything or anyone. This is just like, you know, this season of life that I'm currently in." And also like some like jealousy. Like I think that there is a feeling sometimes as a mom, a feeling of jealousy towards child-free people that, like, they get a certain freedom that, like, you give up when you become a parent in some ways. And so some of the stuff, I don't react to it the same way. It doesn't hurt the same way. But, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to just not have that. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's so I immediate. Mean,
1: is it also possible in general for us to fully 100% heal any of our wounds?
0: I think we can release things, right? I think we can release things. I think we can release emotions. I think we can let emotions not take over. I think they don't have the strength
1: yes. that maybe they used to have, right? Like, Or I think sometimes too, and this is just going to be you know, an interesting thing to think about if you're listening to this, is sometimes if we don't heal those wounds or we're not aware or conscious of those wounds, we can repeat patterns that Reopen those wounds. Ooh, okay. Tell me more. So, for example, right? Like, if you in that moment, Yeah. Weren't aware of what you were feeling, you could very easily react to that anger and be like, Liz, like what the fuck? Why wouldn't you hang out with me? Poor Liz
0: doesn't even know she'd be using as the example I (laughs) the I know. I love Liz. She's also the world's sweetest person, right? This has been my best friend since I was 14 years old. Like this girl would never, ever, ever cause me harm. Like, let me be very clear. She just doesn't have a kid.
1: (laughs) And we're just and we're just using Liz as this example, so we apologize. But if you weren't aware of that wound and you reacted to that wound, you could very easily push Liz away. Oh, easily. Yeah. Right. And then in that moment, then there's the possibility of you actually being left out of like, oh, Emily's oh. being like very reactive right now. And a like, jerk.
0: Emily's being a total jerk, a jerk because that's what Emily can get.
1: Right. And so you would then be repeating mm. that pattern, right, Where where that would be almost self-inflicted in a way unintentionally Ooh,
0: and that's like the confirmation bias right I'm always yes. left out and so I create a scenario for me to be left out I mean this is a mic drop moment I here's an interesting thing Bart I okay of course I experienced like bullying right like of course I'm someone who hit puberty at a young age I like right like there's a lot of stuff that I had like issues with but like being completely dropped or left out was like actually not something that really happened to me it's the fear right like I have a big fear of abandonment but it's not totally accurate for my history so like doesn't that make you feel like, so, like what like, what the heck man <laughs> first of all
1: you're very extroverted so my assumption is if there was ever a time that you felt left out you knew how to like reinsert yourself mm-hmm. in a way yes. that like helped you right like there were times I felt very left out I think it's easy to just you know there's so many times I went to camp camp is just a breeding ground for being left out
0: There's <laughs> a lot of clicks at camp
1: camp there's a lot lot Nikki is here
0: Nikki is here nodding her head I think she also was left out of camp
1: yeah yeah it is it's it's just it's so easy and I because I'm more introverted I would just probably be like okay I'm just gonna like write a letter home to my mom (laughs) by myself in my bed you know what I mean like like I would less so be like (laughs) be like oh okay I'm gonna like walk over and chat with everyone I'm just gonna like be like yeah where I would totally put myself (laughs) out there exactly
0: I would try to yeah
1: but it's interesting that that's the fear for you because it isn't something that you struggled with.
0: I like that this has just turned into an Emily therapy session. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was not supposed to be what this episode was about, but that's where we're going. Oh. But the book. <laughs> <laughs> Should the I pay point- you? Invoice me. <laughs> yes. no
1: but i think okay the point our point is always
0: that like other people feel this way i hope so or else people are very bored of this episode but i'm okay so okay well so then like let's turn around right like jen you and i are very different parts of our lives like so like tell me like do you experience this like what's it like when you're just at a totally different point of your life of your friends and it's not anger it's not drama and it's not a fight it just is it's just a season
1: I think I think what I feel the most is grief.
0: Yeah, that I mean that's what I'm feeling a ton this week.
1: I think that's what I feel the most. I'm very aware of the grief that I feel. Like all my friends are moving out of the city, you know. Like I'm my friends in the city are really dwindling because they're all having kids. And but are they
0: at least using your husband as a realtor? Yes. Okay. Which well, is thank positive, goodness for which that. Which is
1: <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> but that is. You know, I think there's a lot of grief that comes with that. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I need to make like friends who like don't have kids. And then people just like keep having kids, mm. you know. Um, so I think there's some grief there. I think also, you know, like get togethers are very different. <sighs> there's yeah, a lot of talk around kids, what it's like to have kids and like what the birthing
0: process <laughs> was like and things that are not interesting to you.
1: Well I you know I'm very queasy
0: and so <laughs> I pass out very easily. You do. So. We, well, we should do a whole episode on polyvagal.
1: Oh can we please bring a polyvagal person on? Absolutely. There was one time There was one time when Emily and I was, were in grad school and someone was telling us a story about like stuff they had to get like cut out of their body you know for health reasons.
0: Was it skin cancer or something? Was it like a yeah, yeah. melanoma or something? It was, I don't remember this. Yeah. Some had something amputated. Oh, was it my supervisor who had her leg amputated while we were in grad school? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That did happen.
1: It happened. So, but she was telling us about it. And I remember this so well. I was like by the water fountain. And I was like, you know, just becoming a therapist, very new, (laughs) becoming a therapist. So I was like trying to be very, you know, understanding. And like connected to her and like really listening because she was going through a really tough time. But at the same time, I was like on the verge of passing out. <laughs> so like, I was holding on to this water fountain. Like, oh wow, that must be so hard. Just like hanging, <laughs> just, like hanging on. Of anyway, so bottom line is we need to bring a polyvagal person. There we on. go.
0: But, but okay, so but so grief, right? So like it's like it's very different. You know in this season of our life of where everyone is and I think like this is how it's like how do you look at it from like a complex situation right so now we do inside awareness action right so the insight is that like it's not black or white like it's a completely like complex thing and it's so it's so multifaceted it's so layered and then the awareness is like how do I be in tune with myself like so when I for me it's like when I start to feel like I wanted to like in that moment be like Oh, so you're just like gonna hang out with people and like like I wanted to like snap, right? Which is like not like not something I've done in a very long time. But it's always like my initial response because like that's like where I go to of like such a self protective state.
1: Mm, that's your protection for yourself. Mine's anxiety and turning into myself. Yes, mine right? is not.
0: So, this is I why we're so different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we talk about this all the time of like, why, what's the reason why we go into those protective states? Because we feel like we're disconnected. There's some sort of disconnection from someone. So I, okay, ready? We're going to do a little moment. Yes. So anyone listening to this, if you could take a moment and think about what are, like what stage am I in, in my life? And where does it maybe feel different from others? And, is that feeling disconnecting for you and what is that bringing up for you you know just take some time to think about where this is taking you in your life mm. and how that's affecting you and, and what protective mechanisms are coming out how are you coping with that yeah yeah right yeah. so like how like how do you cope with the grief that you feel from so it?
0: So for me, it's like, okay. here's my thing. I can I cannot plan anything and potentially then be stuck with my toddler in a hotel room in what is a mediocre at best hotel. Um, (laughs) Right. You know, like and and start to feel anger because that's what I would do is and then I would start to feel frustrated with my child and start to feel frustrated with my partner. Or I can say to myself, this is the season of life that I'm in. And it's going to feel difficult but like i also have this priority um that needs to be my child right that i might also the other thing i have to keep in mind is like i'm putting my kid in a totally new situation right like it is my child is going to be in a situation that potentially be really scary for her she doesn't know these people she's my i got a covid kid man she <laughs> she's not gonna she will never have seen this many people together in her life right until she gets i mean this like wedding. that's that is
1: overwhelming. I was um Were you a Flower, flower girl? girl? Yeah. And What'd
0: you do? I, <laughs> I would I love to I see pro- that
1: footage. I was probably Millie's age. I will give I will send the footage
0: to you. Like yeah. I actually have it. Walked down the aisle and like ran away crying. Yeah, that's you, right? And so so we've been like practicing at home and having a lot of conversations about it because I want her to feel like really emotionally prepared. Um so for me, I have to say to myself, like, okay, like in this season of life, actually my child and her emotional well-being and safety matters more than me reliving something from college and like that Mm. sort of sucks and that doesn't mean I have to love that I'm allowed to be sad about that and grieve it and still it's the most important thing for my family's well-being and I think that's the part that kind of hurts
1: well it's like is it just in general, thinking back on, like, an, a diff- an older – maybe not older, but, like, different version of you and what that was like and how, like, there were parts of that that were, like, very fulfilling. But, like, we have to leave some of those parts behind. And, yeah. like, yeah. Y- because you have Millie, you have to leave part parts of you behind. And because – I, you know, my friends are having kids, and like, it's almost like I have to leave parts of myself in those yeah, relationships yeah. behind, and that that's where the grief comes in. Of like, you're not just grieving things in your relationship, but you're grieving like parts of yourself that you can no longer have in those relationships,
0: yeah, right? And and I'll get them back, right? Like, there'll be a time where like yeah. Millie's older, or the next wedding where she doesn't come, you know, like, um. But in this season and for this situation. What needs to happen first is my child's taken care of, and for me to honor and release the feelings around that, right? Like, it's okay for me to feel sad about it, but it's not okay for me to hold it in and take it out on my kid or my partner, which is totally what I would have done. My part I mean, to be fair, my husband would have fucking gotten the shit out of this. <laughs> it's like
1: what would it's you, a straight guarantee
0: what I would never take it out on my friend. It would 100% go to my husband. <laughs> It would have been me getting angry. And instead, do you want to know what he did? He knew this about it. He said he made, he made, yeah, so he went, he made his reservations for us to go on a family tubing down this river and on this hike on the he's water. Gonna, he was like, oh, fuck. Like, he Emily's getting to yeah, out of me. He and he's uh, also like, he's like, he was like, I'm not going to drink at the wedding. I'll make sure that I take care of Millie so you can like see your friends. Like, I also have a partner who is great because we communicate all the time. And also probably because his therapist kind of yelled at him this week. Um, <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> he was like, she really stands up for you. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep, queen. Isn't that the best? <laughs> the best. Um, But so like there's this part of saying like that's what we talk about. Like, When we talk about hold the complexities, you can honor grief, sadness, anger, anxiety, and Still have an enjoyable situation, right? Like you could walk into those friends with your parties and be like, okay, how do I take what I can out of this and still be sad that it's different now?
1: Okay, wait, I have a question, which I think is probably something important to acknowledge is like, what if you're seeing a friend who's struggling with like one of your friends who struggle like if I was saying to you, like, oh my God, Emily Emily, like I can't believe like you're going to be with Millie and not like hang out with me, which I would never do. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> yes, I hear you. <laughs> but, you know, like how do you how do you manage? Because I'm sure people deal with this all the time. I know that they deal with this all the time. It's like, how do you manage your friendships and when they're grieving and maybe they don't have the awareness mm-hmm. or the recognition that it doesn't mean that you don't like them or you don't want to yeah. be with them, just that there's changes in your relationship.
0: So I think one of my favorite things I've ever learned from David Burns, feeling good handbook, which we talked a little bit about, I think in last week's episode actually about CBT. I was right? just going to say your are name job. We are, we Dave, are David, David Burns. Burns Come on. A
1: lot of airtime.
0: One of the things I love that David Burns has talked about is that one of the best ways to diffuse emotional reactivities to find some truth in what they're saying so probably what i say is you're right this sucks <laughs> probably what i would say is like yeah like i'm really upset too like you know what i mean like i want to just like get messed up and lay around and like pretend we still lived in so- like the sorority suite again you know like yes like i also wish that it was a different thing and still and yes and right yeah yes i agree this sucks and i feel sadness is different And still, I have to think about the emotional well-being of this other person I take care of. And also, you know, that I go home to my partner and my child and like for me to create harm with them over some stuff. You know what I mean? There's ways for you to grieve and have anger and have emotions around it while not sabotaging other relationships.
1: Right. Well, and I think the part that you're acknowledging about like acknowledging their feelings. Like I get it. Like I want to be close to you too. Like I wish. Yeah. I wish that we could still do that also. Like that's also I think that thing is like
0: finding some truth. I agree. This sucks. Like right? Like if it was in a perfect world like no. We'd be 21 again and doing stupid shit and But like the best. Yeah, right. But like that's just not the season of life we're in now. And it's not the season of life that I'm in. And like, so sometimes that's really hard when you are not in the same season of life as people around you.
1: So then, okay, like, and I think with that conversation, there's a conversation that can be had around, okay, well, like, what can our closeness look like now? Like, what can our, I know people like, you know, it's, it's, this is a very vulnerable conversation to have. But to be able to say, What can our relationship look like now? Of course, it's going to look different. Like we're not going to be able to like be as carefree and go out and as we once were. But can we plan a day where we like go get lunch? Like maybe things have to be more planned. Yes, yeah maybe you know like maybe it means we're like texting more instead Mm -hmm. of like talking on the phone for long periods of time and
0: like and also like let me be clear like when we talk about like this friend of mine is the sweetest person in the world she also sent me a card a few weeks ago that was just like hi just thinking of you i know it's been tough to connect i love you right like like i'm literally talking about the kindest person in the world like let me be very clear about that
1: but that's that's a perfect example yes
0: right of a great way to connect but i think there's like this other part i have like an interesting so um carolyn who's been on the show before one of my dear friends who had a ton of fertility stuff um she was in the height of her fertility issues right when I was in the height of postpartum like right when I gave birth and so she was there for me in the best way she knew how after she had her daughter she three weeks after she has her daughter I come home to a present at my doorstep that's a present from her that says I did not know how hard this was and I didn't know how to support you at the time and I'm so sorry I wasn't a better friend to you and like (laughs) right but because also i have like the nicest friends in the world and and i didn't have any ill feelings towards carolyn but like it is one of those things like when you're in a when you you don't know what you don't know right yes. i don't know what it's like for you fully i can imagine what it's like for you jim but i don't fully know what it's like the same way you don't fully know what it is for me to Absolutely. be like and that's what i mean that we can connect on the emotions of how shitty it feels to be rejected of how shitty it feels to feel abandoned how shitty it feels to be anxious angry any of these things but you don't know what you don't know until you Absolutely. know, right? You know, you know. But you know what you know. You know. Um,
1: I think that it, it makes so much sense like that. Um, but the fact that she was able to acknowledge that, right? And you were also very aware of the fact that, okay, she's not going to know what I'm going through. Like mm-hmm. she's not going to be able to support me. Um, and And so just the consciousness of like just knowing, okay, maybe I don't know what they're going through. Um, what's that quote that's like people are fighting battles? I don't
0: know. If oh, everyone's fighting a battle you don't know about or something. Yeah, like yeah, one something of those. like yeah.
1: that. Something, something like that, right? And I think we're so quick when we feel abandoned, rejected, left out, or any anything is coming up for us, we're so quick to be like oh well fuck you know fuck that get angry or get anxious or like that person doesn't care about me or when everyone is going through their own struggles yeah always everyone like find me one person who isn't going through their own struggle okay
0: you (laughs) know it's so funny can i tell you something so bad please the second you said that my initial response was the kardashians like in my head i was like you know what (laughs) which is not fair I don't know right. those people. I don't know, but I initially did for some reason have that reaction, and I should talk to my therapist about that. That's something maybe to bring to
1: them. Do you? Like, why did how, I think that in how my you head? Feel towards the Kardashians, I, I mean, they're. I they're don't doing know. That well. was,
0: I don't know. Something weird. Talk about a jerky, jerky response. <laughs> but you're aware of it. I, I mean I sure as hell am I will say that about myself I am someone who is reactive but is also very contained right so like I have reaction and then I am very 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 good and when I say very good because I have worked for the past decade (laughs) to become very curious not out of anger not out of shame but simply curious about my own human behavior Well, and I think that in being
1: able to do that, I think we're curious about human behavior to begin with, so it it helps us (laughs) to be curious about our own human behavior, but I think in in being able to do that for yourself, it's so much easier to do that for other people, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, okay, I can have this compassion towards myself and understand, oh, this anger is actually coming from feeling abandoned or feeling rejected or whatever, and so you can look underneath or we're able to look underneath other people's strong emotional responses, whether they're shutting down, whether people are really anxious, whether they're, you know, whatever, and say, oh, something else must be going on for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were able to understand that, like, where that reaction is coming from in a way.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, right? Because we're talking this whole thing. And the one thing I realized I didn't say back to Liz in the moment was, oh, would you like to plan something with us? I would like, to, like, I didn't ask let me be clear I didn't ask do you feel like you were were you like I'm gonna leave you out now no I felt like here's the thing I think sometimes when you're a mom you feel like kind of maybe not anyone else but for me I've had the experience of being very annoyed by the other children around when it wasn't my own kid (laughs) so I think it was like I'm gonna give you a gift and not bother you I think it was like it wasn't leaving you out it was like oh like let me be nice to you and not make you do this like because I think in the past I have felt like god I gotta hang out with this kid yeah <laughs> like I'm sorry but that's truly react like that's truly well, of yeah. well
1: I think but I think something that you could say is like hey you can come do this with us if you want but like I completely understand yeah. if that's yeah. not what you want to do I know you right know what I mean? yeah because I have to say like Millie like Millie's birthday parties
0: are so fun well yeah we're pretty fun as a family
1: (laughs) yeah you know it's like it's not it's like oh it's it's there's still stuff for the adults you know you make your you are also as a mother able to connect over things that aren't just about millie
0: like you i have tried incredibly hard in motherhood to stay connected to emily and you do that, yeah. think I've, you do that and, really and well. And that's hard. It's very hard to not lose yourself. Of course, it is. Uh, yeah, it's very
1: complex. Of course, because because she has, you know, Millie has to be such a focus. I'm sorry, it's turning back into like Emily's therapy again. This I'm is, so sorry. yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Tell me
0: more. Okay, so whatever, insight, awareness, action, right? So the action is sometimes there's not any action to take when you're in a different season of your friends. Sometimes the action is. How do you connect in the way that you can? How do you reach out and try to do something different, right? The action doesn't always have to be a conversation or fight or in anything. Sometimes action is just how do I hold the different complexities here? How do I connect at a different level? And how do I try to honor this relationship and honor this season and everything that's different?
1: Should we do the Dear M and Jen? Is it time?
0: It is it it is time, Rafiki. It is time. It is time. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of The Lion King, so that I is very funny. I love to me.
1: The Lion King. I think I maybe teared up when it came out in I wanna say in person, but like it's not in person. The, like
0: the Beyonce version. I to be honest with you, I didn't love it. I didn't love it as much. They they changed a bunch of lyrics, they changed some stuff. I wanted to love it. I didn't, okay? I said it. Wow.
1: I said it. I think it. we <laughs> have to end the podcast in right now, and in our in up. our business, that's I, the end right, of our relationship, just, and that's the end, the end. Their relationship. We're in two ended different seasons
0: of our life that you like the are. new Lion King, and I don't. Uh, okay, got it. <laughs> dear Em and Jen, before people turn this podcast yeah, off. Kid, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, here it comes. Hold on.
1: Drum roll. Drum roll. Okay, dear Em and Jen. My best friends, a couple, are in significantly a significantly higher economic bracket than my husband mm-hmm. and I. He always wants to do the same thing, go to the restaurants, same places for vacation, but honestly, we cannot afford it. How do we set financial boundaries with these friends?
0: Ooh, this is a hard one because money already is very sensitive, right? What so I wait, think wait, it, tell me your initial response.
1: I was just going to say, I think it it very much touches on kind of like what we're talking about, like the fear of, okay, if I set these boundaries, then we're not going to have the same relationship. Yeah. Will I get rejected by them? Will it, will it hurt
0: our relationship? Will there be a rift? Will there be disconnect? Yeah.
1: Right, like, and almost a fear of experiencing that grief in a way, and yeah. I think that that's like the financial piece. Something we didn't talk about is a really good thing to talk oh my about gosh, because yes. that's another yes. thing that comes up. You know, everyone's in different places financially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so, and you're you're making it, whether you're in different places financially, you're also making different financial decisions based on what's right for your families. Yeah, yeah, and so. To be able to say, okay, well, what's my fear here, right? Get curious about the fear of like, what will happen? What's my worry about what will happen if I set boundaries?
0: If I tell the truth,
1: <laughs> we can't if afford If I tell it. the truth. Afford- right. We yeah. can't afford this. Yeah. Um, can we either go on a different type of vacation or you guys can go and we can hang out when you get home or we can get mm-hmm. dinner together, right? And so it's almost renegotiating the contract that you once had of we go on vacations together and this is what it looks like. And or two, okay, this is how we connect now. Maybe it's not through vacations. Maybe it's through... Um, Maybe we have a game night at our house, you know, just being very honest about, hey, listen, we're not in the same place. We're trying to save money, whatever. Yeah, Let's do a game night instead, finding Mm -hmm. different ways of connecting because I think so often we try to hold on to the ways in which we once connected and because we don't allow ourselves to grow and evolve with the changes in our lives and in our relationships, then we end up feeling this tension internally and tension in the relationship instead of saying, Okay, this is different. It's okay that it's different. How do I communicate the differences so that I don't feel this tension and I'm able to set different boundaries.
0: And you know what I I like the idea of setting a disclaimer sometimes of like a like hey, we want to give you guys a heads up, we are making some financial goals right now. And so we're changing some of the some of the things that we're doing. And so in the future, when you say stuff, we're just going to send you back a whole bunch of dollar sign emojis and write back, um, what about this instead? right yes. like you can have like we've talked about code words before and how like they can be incredibly useful in romantic relationships but like also in platonic relationships they work but setting up that initial thing of like hey i want to give you guys know like first of all we love hanging out with you all the time we want to keep doing it we don't want any of that to change and we're setting some financial goals right now for ourselves so we're switching some of the activities up that we do so in the future if we can't afford it or it's too much i'm going to send you back a bunch of dollar signs yes you know like like and, you, right and and because like, there can be something lighthearted about it of yes. hey this doesn't is just have where to be it's, like it's at an intense
1: right doesn't have to be an intense conversation i mean it can be if you want it to be yeah you feel like you need yeah. to be but yeah to say like hey not worth. this isn't working right? yeah have right how do you renegotiate this
0: contract mm-hmm. it's funny because this also we had connected with this person who wrote this in and they had also brought up like another part of like you know they also said like you know sometimes they like a bunch of their friends have kids and sometimes they want to have a birthday party at 11 but these people have kids. Right. So, like, I think it's also a good thing to say, like, hey, like, what nights can you get a sitter? We want to do a kids free night so you can really have the most fun. Right. Like, um, I think that there's something about being very honest. Right. Um, did you ever hear that quote from um, oh, Crab? What's that girl? Kristen Bell. I think we talked about this. Right. That she she talks about this quote from her therapist. that's honesty without tact is cruelty. Oh, and yeah. so this is about setting warm, kind boundaries. We can set warm, kind boundaries that are not rude or cold or mean or any of those things. Warm, kind boundaries is I love you and I can't wait to go on this trip with you. Have we considered A, B, and C instead? That's a little bit more in our price range. And I think I
1: think sometimes the reason why boundaries can come out cruel or angry so we is don't know how because to set we've po- set <laughs> up and we've been holding them in for so long, Ooh, right? Yes, like we've been getting yes. resentful That's over what time of like all of the fancy trips we're going on that we can't afford. And so now we're all stressed out. And because we haven't been setting those boundaries, like the anger or resentment has been building up for us. Like it might come out as you shutting down and not talking to them or ignoring them, like the being passive aggressive in some way mm-hmm. or being like who the fuck can afford that, you know, yes, like yeah, there's true. some yeah, yeah. or talk, talking about them behind their back, you yeah. know, like that there's so many ways that it comes out where your, your body is telling you, you have to set boundaries, mm-hmm. but to do it before you build up that resentment, because then
0: that's where there ends up being a disconnect or separation. Well, that- and that's the idea of choose discomfort over resentment. I have to choose discomfort over resentment, which will that's happen what. when I don't in my unwilling to experience discomfort having hard conversations right that was beautiful I, I mean I didn't make that up that's like a thing people say <laughs> right that's like a thing that's like said Brene Nikki just told me that Brene Brown right like that's like a thing I used like Brene Brown or Glennon Doyle okay Nikki's telling me it's Brene Brown so that's no, I mean that's like a thing that's like said right like that's what the concept is and so like that's how we had that's why I said Gun & it because Gun & Doyle's whole thing is like we can do hard things we can have hard conversations and like so all of this is like we can just you know like it sucks and it's difficult but there's also warm loving ways to do this right because now I'm gonna have extreme anxiety that I spoke about Liz on this podcast so now I have to go call her <laughs>
1: Oh, tell her, tell her we also talked about how much we love her. I know.
0: And she she had nothing to do with this. This is like what I mean about this is truly personal, right? Reactions are truly personal things. Yes. Right?
1: Absolutely. And so, and it just, it, look at, you can look at your reactions as information. And there it is. It's information about what you can work to heal.
0: Not a hundred percent. Yep. So. If this episode related to you or anyone you might know, we invite you always to rate, review, subscribe, and you can also follow on Apple Podcasts. They've switched it to not subscribe, but to follow. So don't forget that one too. Um, send it out to a friend. Enjoy your day. We hope wherever you listen to this podcast, this brought you a little bit of peace. Peace. Because if you got to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Till next week.